Welcome to this week's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. We are covering some hot topics today. Everything from Windows 7 end of life, which just happened a couple of days ago. Yikes. To the return of Y2K fears. Uh oh. <laughs> and all the way down to new mobile payment systems and wearables. And a yeehaw on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for What the Tech Just Happened. Welcome to this week's episode. Thanks, Penny. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? Doing great. Still recovering from the holidays, I think. And I'm recovering from what seems like an endless vacation (laughs) that has finally just ended here um, in mid-January. Well, welcome back. We missed you. Thank you. Glad you're all rested. Thank you. I highly recommend to our listeners, by the way, that you start a new year with a vacation. Oh, all right. Uh, All right. So next year, that's going to be your 2021 resolution next year. Done and done. Okay. So um, what did I miss? Well, it's one of those, what did we say in case you missed it? Yeah. Um, Looks like a lot of stuff was happening in the world of tech. A lot of stuff happened over the last week, including on uh, just Tuesday. Yes. Yesterday. Yesterday was the, or for people who are listening, it's two days ago. That's true. Um, is Windows 7 end of service life. So there are still, um, as early as this morning, I was reading still millions of PCs that are running on Windows 7 and have not made made the shift. And I understand 10. that if you're on Windows 7, that if you try to turn on your computer today, it just won't work. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we don't have any live caller in ours. <laughs> I'm done listening to this show. Uh, no, there, um, there might be a few people uh, that can still turn on their PCs this morning with Windows 7. I think the real, uh, the real risk here is not necessarily that you can't use your computer, but you are no longer receiving security updates from Microsoft. Right. So there are some stop gaps for um, that uh, Windows 10 movement. There's some licensing that can kind of cover your BUTT um, until then. Uh, so I highly recommend if you're listening and you are one of those millions, P- millions of PCs uh, that you get in touch with your account manager as soon as possible. Um, because if you have even got one device that's sitting there on Windows 7, you're not getting security update you could be susceptible to major security breach issues um, in your organization. Yeah, and de- definitely listen to some of the podcasts that we did. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of information out there, um, you know, on the internet that will kind of walk thing pe- people through that whole process. Uh, I thought it was interesting too. They're saying, you know, why did they end? You know, why, why is there an end of life for Windows Seven? And uh, reading up on it, found out that each version of the the OS that comes out, the the company offers a minimum of 10 years of support. So at least five years in the mainstream support, and then it's followed by five years of extended Mm -hmm. support. Um, And then both types, like you were talked about, includes the security and the program updates, et cetera. Uh, And Windows 7, ready for this? Windows 7 was released October 2009. So if you do the math, carry the one, (laughs) look at that. Here we are 20, uh, 10 years later and boom, uh, you know, it's time to, it's time to update. So uh, Windows 10 was released in 2015 and that extended support goes out to 2025. So in 2024, we're going to restart the, all these podcasts again. Well, Rob, I may, so Microsoft may 
correct you there because supposedly Windows 10 is here to stay. Oh, really? So Windows 10 is going to be um, operating in the same way that other operating systems work, where it's just continual updates. So think of an iOS or a you know Chromebooks, things like that, that automatically update. The platform itself doesn't change. So the goal is with Windows 10 and Office 365 that you're just going to get your push updates once a week, your patches, and for the remainder of all time, it will Hallelujah. be Windows 10. it's about time. Right? So if you nice. are out there going, oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to take a back seat on Windows 7, and I'm going to wait for Windows 15 or Windows 12. Um, it's not coming. So the sooner the better. Um, there's so much uh, cool stuff in Windows 10 that's really just worth taking advantage of on top of all of the security issues. Um, so speaking of security, um, you mentioned something to me this morning, Rob, a term that I had not heard in two decades um is that a century is two decades a century that'd be, no that'd be 20 years 20 a decade's 10 years <laughs> i wasn't sure if there was a name for 20 years um so y2k yeah it, that's that's crazy so I, i've been in the workforce for a while and i remember going through the last y2k um uh, scare if, if you want to call it that and it really was you know the turning of the clocks on the computers and how they coded everything they coded everything by date with just the two digit code for the year uh you know so if it was you know 1998 you'd have september 20th there'd be 9 20 98 and then the problem with that is you switch over to the year 2000 and all of a sudden it becomes zero zero well, the computers look at that as you're now in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I, I maybe I'm a little hesitant to talk about how old I was during Y2K um, just because it might date me. Uh, but I. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, but I was uh, I was not yet employed full time. I was. uh potentially in high school. But I remember I remember this being a big deal. And the only thing that I truly remember about it was the computers aren't going to know what year it is. But I had no idea what the, the ramifications were of that. So why is Y2K making a resurgence in 2020? So uh, we'll, we'll go back to Y2K, the original Y2K, and there were two ways that developers could, in essence, fix it. They could actually go in and rewrite the code and put in a four-digit year, um, or they could do a temporary fix that they called windowing. And instead of having to rewrite all of the code, the windowing was, a, I guess, a small bit code that they put in there. And then they were able to, it was a 20-year fix so that the computers would understand from 2000 to 2020 that it was, it was truly that date. Um, and it's, it's estimated that 80% of the computers in 1999 were repaired with that method, that windowing oh, method. Oh, good. <laughs> so here we are in 2020. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and, and lo and behold, there have been a, a few glitches. And, and one of the recent ones that just came out was the um, parking meters. I guess there was uh, a, a problem with the parking meters. And this is from USA Today. 
And it says, uh, do, 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 let's see. Um, sure, it's 2020, but it seems the bug is back, the Y2K bug. In fact, you might just be able to chalk it up to inexplicable credit card rejection or parking meter fail to something that's so 2000. <laughs> 20 years ago, you may recall, there was a race against the calendar to update the computer systems to correct what they deem the Y2K or Millennium bug. And it goes on to, to talk about what those things that we just discussed. So, yeah, like we mentioned, so now the bug is back, and they said that the glitch has affected both parking meters and, ready for this, wrestling video games. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's so funny? Oh, that was boxing. My husband was playing the old, like, knockout game on the plane yesterday. Southwest has it in their, like, games on their free Wi-Fi. I'll fly fly Southwest just for that. Right. (laughs) So it said credit cards and prepaid parking cards were reported to be rejected by parking meters around New York City. So the issue was linked to a software glitch that had been established, that that had that established end date of January 1st, 2020, and was never updated. So since then, I guess on January 7th, um, 14,000 parking meters had to be repaired. Oh, my God. And then they said that the wrestling game, WWE... (laughs) 2K20 reported crashes shortly after midnight upon the new year. Gamers on social media noted a date bug that involved switching the system date to 2019 and then 2020 to repair the game. So those those folks, I'm sure, were more <laughs> up in arms than the parking meter folks. So I have I. It's just so funny when you when you do these things you know, weekly and you're, you talk about really big subjects. Like we have that second episode of artificial intelligence coming out. We talk about robots taking over the world, cars driving themselves. The parking meter is no longer in use in New York city because of a window date fix that happened at Y2K and wrestling games have a glitch. So never fear if you start to get really overwhelmed about how fast technology is moving, remember it can sometimes only move as fast as humans are capable to code. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so the, that can be you're in the back of your head. Oh, well, in 2020, the parking meters crashed <laughs> because we still didn't have a fix. <laughs> we, and, and we are really susceptible to a lot of that stuff. And they, they talk about, you know, even today's um, modern warfare, you know, back in the day in the 1900s, you know, you, you weren't wor- worried about cyber attacks. And, you know, if you uh, killed a world leader, you know, that there, there was just a war that broke out and it was a conventional war. Nowadays, you kill a world leader and they're going to come after you they, and they're going to figure out cyber attacks. So that's right. why whenever at the height and what, what's going on today in the world, and we won't get too political right now, but everybody needs to have a heightened awareness right. that there's things that they're going to be looking to and that, you know, there's going to be a heightened awareness and attacks on the computers. So you just got to, you know, all the companies got to buckle down and go, okay, we've got another wave coming. Right. Where are we susceptible? Yep. So and that's a, that's actually a good segue because when um, such events have recently happened in the world and, and I ran one of the first uh, news stories that I saw coming out of that was uh, cybersecurity attacks. So, be on the lookout for what your kids are downloading. And one of the apps that people were making estimations on was TikTok, 
which we've talked about TikTok, which I really love to say, and I want to say one more time, TikTok. Uh, but it's that uh, it's that instant video, short, quick video um, that a lot of uh, millennials and below generations are are adopting. Has been one of the most popular apps. Yeah, more, more with Gen Z, right? More with Gen Z, yeah. yeah. And it, it's actually, if you go on, my husband and I sometimes will just put on like funny fail videos on YouTube, and so now there's like a feed from TikTok, and you notice that everyone that's using it is fairly young. Um, but TikTok was one of the highest downloaded apps, but there was a new winner yeah. in Q4 of 19, which was Disney Plus. Disney Plus. How about that? I, I don't think anyone was too surprised, right. but um, correct me if I'm wrong, wrong, Rob. It launched in mid-November, so halfway through Q4, and had 30 million more 30 million downloads in Q4, which was more than double of TikTok. That's correct. Who was the runner-up? So they Who's were number the two. Uh, so that is incredible. And you, I, I'm not, I mean, I like Star Wars. I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm not the consummate Star Wars fan. But I understand that there's that incredible series that's out. Everybody talks yes, about the Mandalorian. Julian, Julian Edelman is like a big fan of it. Yes. <laughs> I, my, I am not, a, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but my husband watched the Mandalorian near immediately. And so the, uh, I, I guess we're attributing those downloads yes. primarily to that. Yes. So here's what here's the rumor I heard. And I did try to try to substantiate it with some data. So this is just an unconfirmed rumor. But I did hear. So what they did with The Mandalorian, unlike what Netflix was doing and all of those other streaming services, they were actually releasing it in episodes, which Apple TV is doing the same thing. So back to that, you got to wait a week. You got to wait a week because what Netflix was finding was people were signing up for their service. They were binge watching everything that was popular and then they were canceling the service. Right. So you had no user retention. So Disney, following the same code, you know, released every episode once a week. I, I, I'm not sure how many episodes, maybe 10 or, or something like that. Uh, but once The Mandalorian concluded, they saw a significant drop in Imagine downloads. That. Wow. And, um, or subscriptions, probably downloads are, are still there. Um, the power of content. Isn't it true? And then the other thing that I read is that Disney was removing um, titles from the application. So one thing that you and I will probably remember is Disney movies got vaulted. So you, which I always thought was the strangest thing as a kid, like you're dying to see a movie, but you can no longer go and buy it. And it was before streaming was available. I remember that on, on VHS because you'd, yeah. you'd start your Disney collection and you were so proud of because you were getting them all. Right. And all of a sudden you'd see, oh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs being vaulted for the next 10 years, last chance. What? Isn't that nuts? <laughs> like to think that we lived in a world where so, like some company told us we couldn't watch something that they could be making money on. And then there's a run on the video stores and they don't know what to do. <laughs> exactly. So I remember like we, I would always try to look for the friends that had like the Disney collections because those were the friends you wanted to hang out with. So what I, what I was reading That's though. That's actually a very sad <laughs> statement you just made. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of entertainment <laughs> growing up. Truth be told, truth be told, I watched old episodes of Little House on the Prairie and Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. So when I found a Disney friend... The world was complete. I'm a guy, but me too. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but the other, so there were titles that were being removed. Um, I know Dr. Doolittle was one of them. There are a couple of other vaulted movies that are just disappearing off the um, Disney app. And Disney has not made any sort of statement about it. So my guess is that they're just still, it's very new. It came out in mid-November. Um, chances are it's really silly for people to uh, get rid of the subscription after they watch something because Disney more than likely will have something else pop out. As a mother of a two-and-a-half-year-old, I am obsessed with Disney+, Plus and it will maintain its subscription status in my home. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Um there, so another uh, another topic that we had for today, which was coming off of last week, was um, a big acquisition with Visa um, and Plot. And I think you might have a little more detail on this than me, but mobile payments, we talked a lot about last time we sat down and chatted. So what's going on with Visa, the world's Yeah, so, so Visa acquired Plaid for a whopping $5.3 billion. Uh, which is two times its final private valuation. So wow. this, is, this is a big acquisition for them. Uh, and they say that Plaid, it, it, they, you compare what Plaid does to Stripe. Um, so it facilitates. What about Paisley? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I had to do I it. I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Rob. That, that's Threw fine. you off. <laughs> but, but instead of it facilitating payments, Plaid helps developers share banking and other financial information more readily and easily. So, so it, it's more of a bat, like it's not necessarily something we're going to see as consumers, but something more that companies have more background flexibility. More background flexibility and, and again, speed, because we know that speed's going to be, you know, very imperative right. as, as uh, we move forward in 2020, everything that's happening, even with the, you know, 5G coming up and so forth. So they want to make sure that these applications are keeping up with the speed of technology too. Right, right. So I had read, um, I saw just a briefly something on this because I was one, you know, between Stripe and Plaid and Visa and um, what do all these patterns and partners mean <laughs> uh, was... You know they're thinking Paisley now. <laughs> I know, but that's going to be the next. That will be that will be Visa's payment system. Um, but uh, basically, it sounds to me like it might be a more um, uh, enhanced security and speed um, functionality through an API. So allowing an organization to receive your payment, have um, a a token created through Stripe, and all of this happening without your direct. Um, routing number or uh, account number from your actual bank account. That's always one of those things. Please put in your route. You still have the picture of the check on a lot of websites. Please put in your routing number. Please put in your account number and it all goes through. And I'm sure at some level you're still going to have to put that through. But my thought is that number is not going to trail with your payment, leaving it open to be able to be picked up. Yeah, and I, I'm sure some experts may, may correct me on this, but I look at that as another stepping stone to blockchain. Yes. Because I think everything is going moving in that direction, and so they're going to have to uh, show companies and consumers these little bite-sized steps to get you there, and I think this is one of those. So again, I, I, I'm sure an expert will come and say, no, that's not true. But Yeah, I, you know what? I should post on my LinkedIn if anyone um, is in this world and uh, can speak to the to the um, the acquisition because yeah. it I, that stuff is fascinating what's going on with mobile payment systems and again if you're listening and you want to come on, on yeah. to our podcast we'd love to have you as a guest if you're you know a, a subject matter expert on these things we'd love to have you absolutely um, last topic of the day um, switching gears a little bit but kind of goes right on to the whole app thing and 
um, mobility and things like that is wearables. So I was on vacation this week and I was walking on the beach. I did not bring my phone. I was with somebody who had a wearable. Um, it was really cool, except for I could not figure out how to text on their wearable to it, someone. Isn't it all voice activated though? With it is, but we were on the beach ah. and we were walking on the beach. Okay. And so I did have a wearable fail because um, I could not communicate, nor were we receiving messages to the wearable. Did you guys panic? Did you think you were stranded? Um, or? My husband thought that we were not coming back. <laughs> I was with someone else. And oh, no. That's <laughs> it. She's gone. So I had a wearable fail this weekend, but there was a big acquisition in wearables that was not the wearable that I'm referring to. So what's happening? Yeah, and I don't know exactly when this was. Um, you know, somebody m might want to put that down on, our, on the comments board, but uh, Google recently acquired Fitbit. So I did not know that, and um, this is their way of kind of catching up with, with Apple and um, everything that Apple's doing in the wearable market. Uh, so these two rivals, now Google has the Fitbit. You are 21 hours into this news. Oh, how about so that? So this is breaking news. Oh, it is breaking news. Yeah. Nice. Look at us. <laughs> We're actually topical. So if you're waking up this morning, just 21 hours ago, this acquisition happened. So but now they're going to be listening to this it. on Thursday going, that's old news. That's old news. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that is actually really cool. And I've actually wondered when something was going to happen with Fitbit because I know a lot of people that use it, but it doesn't necessarily integrate into... Anything else that I'm, I mean, it, you have the app on your phone and then the, the thing, but to have it all kind of work together, synchronous yeah, together. And I have a Fitbit and I don't use it very much because of that, for that very reason. No, I, I honestly find, um, I found that I felt more shamed <laughs> when I owned a Fitbit. <laughs> Throw it out the window. It actually was tough. I used it for sleep at one point, and it basically told me I didn't sleep, and then I started to get a complex about not sleeping. <laughs> I downloaded an app that actually monitors your sleep, and I, I deleted that. I said, I, you know what? I don't need to know that. <laughs> no. Um, and then the other, uh, real quick, before we kind of go uh, too far away from wearables, was you were telling me something about the Air, AirBuds. Yeah, so they're, they're taking these computer chips now that are in the wearables, and they're actually, it's making it their way into other electronic products, and one of them being earphones. Um, so there are companies out there that are doing some very innovative things with these wearable accessories. And um, an analyst from Forrester had said that they um, are now taking them, and they're putting them th this technology into earphones, and they're able to monitor your health by pulling pulses from your ears. So, uh, and they're also saying that these earbuds can now double as an inexpensive hearing aid. So I look at that and I kind of equate it to, you know, the readers. Like and the glasses. Wow, well, like the glasses. So now you have listeners. <laughs> now you have listeners. <laughs> like I'm really it. killing it with the dad jokes today. <laughs> so you can run out to your store and, you know, you can't hear very well. I'm going to go get some listeners. And That's interesting. Yeah. That it, so I guess my question is, if, if most headphones now have been created to be sound canceling, in order for them to now be sound enhancing... Yeah, I, I admit it's, who knows? Maybe on your wearable, huh. you switch it over. <laughs> we should get our hands on a, on a pair of these and test them out yeah. and see what it's like. Yeah, okay. Find someone who is maybe slightly hard of hearing. We'll do, we'll do that. We're going to go and we're going to yeah. get one of these and we'll do a review. For, so for the next What the Tech Just Happened, Yeah. our review on... Because could you imagine wearing sound listeners. enhancing um, earbuds on an airplane? 
<laughs> you'd feel you'd feel psychotic. <laughs> you'd be yeah, going to the, you'd be going to the exit at thirty thousand feet. Right. Get me out of here. <laughs> no, I'm interested. Let's do a little digging and let's see if we can give a, a review on those because that'd be okay. cool to see. If anybody has them out there, wants to send it to us. That's we'll, right. We'll give you the address. Our address is. Um, <laughs> Rob, I think that wraps uh, what the tech just happened. Over the last week, we covered um, Windows 7 end of life that happened on Tuesday the 14th. Um, the resurgence of Y2K, how mobile payment systems are expanding, um, and how our enter favorite entertainment apps and wearables um, are continuing to grow and change. And maybe we'll even be able to test them out. Awesome. So uh, if you have something to add or commentary that you would like to share with us, uh, please email us at techsperience at connection.com. And Rob and I will um, take your feedback with a grain of salt. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'd love to hear from you. And stay tuned every week um, for new episodes of our regular uh, Connection Tech Experience. And please subscribe and leave comments on whatever platform you are listening on today. And like us, please. And like us. Um, because if you subscribe, then that means you get new down episodes downloaded as soon as they're available um, to listen to with your sound enhancing uh, earbuds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, Rob, uh, we will chat again soon. And thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. and services that are blah, 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 blah. That was terrible. No, that was terrible. <laughs> I actually liked it. I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me try this again. It was funny because I, I wasn't sure if you were going to be on today, so I'm looking at this going, you know what, I'm going to do this myself. Oh, you. <laughs> you do you. All right, Rob, I think that wraps it for this week's um, tech experience. We talked about... Uh, speaking of that, we should, do, we should do what the tech just happened Wrap. Let's write one. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. <laughs> I'm going to wrap you. <laughs> so. Awesome. Tech to you. I was going to say tech to you. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs>